Mia? Maya? Maya. At the end? Maya. Is it Mia? Maya. Mia? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to let you keep saying it both ways. This is fun. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dyson. This week, I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Ian Whittington. Well, howdy. <laughs> there was like there was like a freeze, so I don't know if you said something before that ran. What was that even? Did you like freeze? <laughs> I don't know. All I heard, all I heard was what? <laughs> Yeah, it was like, like there was half like a long something. pause, and then you were like, "What?" <laughs> I, I said, "Well, howdy," but you only got the "what?" <laughs> yeah, we got didn't it. get all that. Got no. it. Got it. Uh, we write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Good luck editing that, Ian. It's going to sound it'll great sound on your fine. end because it, it'll sound fine. I'm oh, just put so, an actual bark in. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right i thought you yeah, i thought it was like a rough like it was like a second rough or like you were like rough rough no. yeah i had no idea what was going on no. there was a long pause and then just a oh man this is great uh i'm excited to talk about the content this week we know that's why you're here so we're gonna get right into it uh let's get into the sin side scoop what's he building in We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general. Kitchen Aid, the, uh, oh, the commercial. Man, you should have said Chuck E. Cheese. That would have been <laughs> <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese uh, commercial this, this week. Uh, no, Kitchen Aid Makers commercial. Uh, I wrote on this one. Um, okay, good. What is this? <laughs> listen, I it don't know. Everything. Uh <laughs> I thought about watching the actual commercial to see if I understood it better, and I did. <laughs> no, it's like no, no. no, I don't know what it helped. It's just it's a PR commercial. Like it's one of those commercials where it's like we're the company that brings you all the stuff, and oh, we make. So you're just buying all these random things from this one company. Mm-hmm. You need it in a kitchen. You can get it from us for the makers, and I'm just like. Uh, makers. That was probably my biggest problem with this commercial mm-hmm. was this idea of maker culture, which I love, by the way. You know, especially if you hang out on Twitch at all. Like, there's these really genius mm-hmm. channels of people just making incredible stuff and sculpting and you know making leather stuff and you know whatever it might be. There's all these talented artists uh, doing this stuff. But cooking is. I mean, if you're gonna call cooking making. Isn't everything make like you know we're making a podcast right now? Are we yeah. makers? Like I'm you making know, carbon um, dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. It that's is. What I, was I created spaghetti. <laughs> Did you? It's interesting. It's interesting. I thought that was <laughs> well. Like when I make spaghetti, that's how I'll ref- I'll start phrasing yeah. it. Look, correct. I created correct. spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And according to this commercial, that is exactly what it's saying. Um, so there's also Maker's Mark, but that's a different thing. That is a totally different mm-hmm. thing. Um, but it's tasty. There it is. Uh, so I hear. I don't know that I've ever had. That's a. Is that a bourbon? That was my drink of choice bourbon. when I drank. Is that a bourbon? bourbon. Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Kentucky bourbon. Got a really cool little stampy thing on the for the lid. It's a whiskey. It's just it's a bourbon because it was made in Kentucky. You know all about that, right? Like yeah, that's if it's the whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It's, in Tennessee, an, it's whiskey. It's bourbon. It's in Kentucky. Yeah. Although it, yeah. it's, it's not whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. It's all from Scotland or Ireland or Wales. But not in Fair enough. Uh, so 
I, I don't blame either of you for wanting to talk alcohol instead of KitchenAid, uh, because this, this this commercial is terrible. Yeah. Uh, I did want to mention the the only other thing in in the commercial where I just looked at it and went, "What are you thinking?" Is that top shelf mixer? Yes. That mixer that is like eight feet in the air, and I'm just going, "What? Who stores their mixer? Eight <laughs> needs a ladder to get their mixer down of all things." Maybe a light bowl or something, but you're not putting like heavy kitchen equipment no. on the top no. shelf. Like it's- no. the only logic there is if it's something you use so irregularly and so infrequently that mm-hmm. you don't need it to be close to hand at all. But it's still a hazard, and if you're a maker, you should be using it all the time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, what about you guys, Ian? What were some of your thoughts? Um, yeah, Chef Keel O'Neill was straight straight away, just gorgeous. Thanks, <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, and I haven't seen a pepper this misused in Iron Man. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it was great. I'm just happy that I watched the right commercial this week. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? What did you think? Uh, of this? I had the Chef Kill O'Neill too, but uh, I I knew Aaron wrote this without knowing he wrote oh, it. Yeah. As soon as I saw the the dishwasher etiquette, because <laughs> uh, he's mentioned that on the show. Yep. And I will tell you though, those dishes were rinsed. Rinsed does not necessarily mean you scrub. I assure you, those dishes were rinsed. You you do. You assure me. Mm. There yeah. were chunks of those food are- on there. No, nah, not chunks. It was spots. Those, yeah. That was spots. You wouldn't leave chunks of food on something hmm. that you put in the dishwasher because yes, then you food would. would just okay. get in the dishwasher and could clog up everything. No, that's what the filter's for. Filters can be clogged. Just put an entire pizza on there and see how it works, Aaron. <laughs> okay, listen. Nobody is advocating putting a piece of pizza in there. You throw as much food in the trash as you can. Mm-hmm. You do not run water over the dish at all, and you put it in the dishwasher. This is how you do no. it. That's how you do it. That's how 99.9% of the people don't do it. No, you are so wrong. And also, <laughs> you if you guys want to be the ones killing the planet, that's fine. But if you want to save the planet, quit wasting Those water. Those dishes were rinsed, though. They had water on them in part. Like, I could, you could see the water on some of them. Mm. Well, then I take back the sin removal. Let's go. Let's go re-edit. <laughs> we'll re-edit it and, yeah. uh, and make sure. So... <laughs> Anyways, we could we could go over this. Uh, listen, you should never run water over your dishes before you put That's them in the true. dishwasher. Don't listen uh, to Aaron. Speaking of crap that doesn't matter, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can move into TV sins. Uh, Hawkeye, hide and seek is the name of the episode. This was a Dicer Hughes script. Danae and I writing on this one. Uh, I'm going to be starting off a lot uh, today. Um, Almost had the full game, and I think I was five for six yeah. uh, this week. Yeah, on, you just on didn't, you didn't work on Venom. Nope. No, I did not. Venom, Venom, Venom. Um, this episode, for me, the one of the things that stood out the most was the Ronin gear. How many people in this show just wore the Ronin gear, and it fit them perfectly? Yeah, it's become the new screen costume. Like It just fits whoever the plot needs right. it to fit. Right, Except yeah. for Emma Roberts when she comes out of the pantry. It's like <laughs> breaking over <laughs> The other thing I wanted to mention uh, was the news position sin where we were like, okay, maybe they're trying to shoot the moon on this and do news position in every single episode and that we would somehow give 50 cents back if you know a TV show decided to do news position in every single episode of the season. I love that that, that is some sort of, uh, you know, in some sort of sins rule book somewhere yes. uh, that, sure, go ahead and do news position if you want to do it every episode. We'll give you 50 cents off. Um but uh, spoiler alert: they they did not shoot the moon. Um, they got stuck with a stuck with the sense. Sorry, so there you go. not sorry. Uh, what about you guys? 
<laughs> Jonathan, what about you? Um, I mean, I already talked about last week how this is probably my favorite MCU show so far. I don't remember this episode. I don't. I, I'm having a hard time remembering the specific episodes. I'm glad Aaron puts who wrote on stuff in the email he sends us every week. Because honestly, if you had told me I wrote on this, I'd been like, sure. I thought I had. I, <laughs> I must have reviewed it or something. Well, I thought you had because there's that's the one of the ones I wrote down was the narrator assuming that Steinfeld has a concussion because she called Hawkeye her favorite Avenger. <laughs> that's definitely got the Ian signature. Ian on it. had something to do with that, even if it was just he was speaking <laughs> through yeah, he, Aaron. He seated or that Danae. in my brain. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I will say though, uh, one character and I will say at this point, I totally agree with the send, but like by the end of the sh- series, I like Jack. Like Same Jack here. actually became, He's hilarious. he, he actually became really fun. But at this point, I'm still expecting him to be a villain or something. You know, it's just, it's very, it feels very cliche, but no, he's just kind of an idiot. <laughs> he's yeah. just kind of a rich idiot and. Yeah, uh, actually, he's not even rich. His his dad was yeah, rich, or whatever, and he knows it because he's uh, always like, "Yeah, how, how could I like? How could I be a fraud? I've never worked a day in my life. <laughs> I don't need money." <laughs> he just got he's got fencing equipment yeah. just on hand, and it's, right. it's amazing. I I did guess Danae was involved in this one. There's the forbidding donuts uh, sin, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. But my favorite my favorite sin. Well, okay, a couple. Uh, I loved you guys putting in what it was actually texted. Oh, uh, yes. Did you guys actually take this? One of you take the time to. Yep. Yeah. So wow. we both wrote that sin. Um, wow. So uh, it was it was one of those really interesting things where we were like, the texting is so bad in this episode and they focus on it. Yeah. I just yeah. don't understand yeah. why you do that. Like, uh, why are you having that in the, in the frame? I, it just it makes no sense. Well, and how bad how bad is he at texting? Because I mean, that that <laughs> those aren't like texts that would be hard to actually put on the screen. I mean, I know that's like probably CG or whatever, but yeah, he's like talk to you later. Yeah, and it's yeah. like he types in like eighty word eighty letters <laughs> or something. It's he crazy. just taps the same letter like yeah. five times in a row. Like it's it's. Clearly, they didn't know that they, that their thumbs no. were going to be on screen. If you told me Jeremy Renner had never used a cell phone in his entire life, I would 100% believe you. <laughs> yeah. I would say that is correct. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, but then, so we both had a sin about it and uh, and how it continued. And then Danae, I think, had the idea to actually put what they were texting on the screen. And it went through several versions um, and I like where we landed on it, but, um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I love Danae, man. She'll, she'll spend like three hours on just counting like... the ants on an animated anthill to make sure mm-hmm. there's enough huh? ants. Yeah. She's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but, but my, uh, I loved the stocking your goldfish near the wound closure. Tape. <laughs> I thought that was, which I'm assuming that was a, that was a marketing. I mean, assume they were, they had goldfish as an, I don't know, maybe not. You would but, think that that Because I can't imagine be, a real store would have that set I up I mean, that way. I could. I, stores have weird things next to each other sometimes, but mm. yeah, yeah. Like a Dollar General. Oh, yeah. Dollar General is not going to advertise for us now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. And I do have to admit, I do have to, did you, like, I think we put a split screen up of David S. Pumpkins in the, the suit that she was wearing. <laughs> uh, I did you put a? No, I, I mean, I don't remember. We, I don't think there was a split screen, no. but it, it did look like it's David S. Pumpkins. So the David S. Pumpkins suit, like it's it's so crazy how similar it Regardless, is. Regardless, it looked cool on her. Absolutely, I don't even know what, it looked that, great. I thought that's what the sin was actually going to be. Like, what are we talking about here? She looks amazing. No, she does look amazing. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move into the book of Boba Fett. Uh, well, well, just that's right. Fuck Ian and whatever he has to think about Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ian. 
Ian, what did you think about this one? Jeepers creepers. I don't think he deserves to be in the Avengers, but don't just overlook me. <laughs> what did yeah, you think? I'm not Ian? arguing with you there. I am I am shocked I love this show so much. I am shocked. Like I, I had no interest. And maybe that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Like when you have no interest and it kind of catches you off guard, it's even the better. The bar is so you know? low. Yeah. No, I I had yeah. so much fun with this. But I think it's genuinely good. I don't think it's just because but I'm just saying that it probably caught me it makes it almost more positive yeah. because it's a night a pleasant surprise and it's all of yeah. these shows are harmless because essentially everyone ends up straight back where they started but this kind of knows from the outset it's harmless it, because it's set at christmas and it's it's so much tongue-in-cheek and the larpers and the director was just like i want this to be a show about putting hawkeye in such mundane positions it's just fun mm-hmm. to watch him interact with it and I like that, and I think Hawkeye's kind of ineffectual enough for, to make that work and to make it fun. I think that I think that's based on the comics. I think there was a comic run that that was basically the idea was Hawkeye is just a human being, and so the whole comic was about bruises and yeah. scrapes and being in mundane situations. Awesome. And yeah, but yeah, um, this episode is probably the most forgettable of all of them. It's a <laughs> there's a little bit of getting to know you and explaining why Kate is going to hang around doesn't push the story too much other than introducing um, Mia? Maya? Maya. At the end? Maya. Is it Mia? Maya. Mia? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let you keep saying it both ways. It's just, it's just fun. I can't remember. Now, now that you're saying, I would have known before you started saying both, and now I'm now I'm hearing both in my head. I believe it is Maya, but I, d- I think it is Maya. We're, we're going to go MIA. with Maya, and we're either going to be wrong or right. So you know, we're good to go. Um, I'll look up. Um, yeah, but in terms of so yeah, I, I like the show. It's great. In terms of the sins, um, you mentioned the two that I really loved um, that I now can't remember. But I'm going to rip. Um, I'm going to rip it off just like a band aid. It is a band aid. <laughs> and I know it's sutures or it's a steri strip or uh-huh. whatever, but right, right, yeah, the, yeah. Just when I read it, I was like, I know exactly how that's going to be delivered, and it is so funny. It's like it is a pandemic. Um, it yeah. is. It is definitely Maya. It's M A Y A. That's so, exactly yeah. what I said. Um, the only downside to this episode really is I'm kind of fed up of Larpers being Larpers being the butt of every joke. Can we just be done with yeah. that now? Just it is just as. Just as normal as deciding that kicking an inflated piece of leather around is ridiculous as well. It's team sport. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Just let people enjoy oh, what they enjoy. Yeah, going for yeah, it. Yeah, no, it seriously <laughs> bugs me because... Right during the playoffs. <laughs> I would never... That's just not something that would interest me, but like, I don't give a crap if you want no, to I think, do that. I think you're absolutely right. Over the course of a year, you have like 100 teams that play off against each other and then you decide the winner for that year and then next year you start all over again and none of it matters. That's football. At least Laughers is like telling a story or something. But yeah, I'm like, can we leave yeah. the nerds alone? <laughs> leave the nerds alone. Yes. Well, you could also, but you, but you, but 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 then you're just making fun of football. I mean, you're kind of being mean to I football am. fans, yes. right? <laughs> So, I, so how, how does that work so exactly? For, now, it's only because I'm picking on the bigger person. So football has loads of fans, all of the money. Right, you're punching up. Exactly, you're punching I'm up. punching up, I'm not punching you're, you're, down. You're hitting me in air. Hitting, ex- well, yeah. <laughs> hitting the LARPers is punching down. That's a great way of putting it. I would never I would never hit a LARPer. Uh, I will say, though, Role Models is one of my favorite comedies from the past, like, 20 years. And what they... But they kind of... I feel like they kind of... Even though they do make fun of LARPing, I think they also kind of, like... Have fun with it. I don't know. 
Have you seen Role Models, Ian? When it came out, not not since. Barely remember it. I I think that I don't think the problem is acknowledging that there is a societal or cultural stigma towards you know nerd activities. You know, quote unquote, that idea. Like, I don't think that's a problem as far as like saying that or making a joke about it or acknowledging it it's beating it into the ground that becomes the problem for sure it's it's just it's one of those things where it's like we get it already you know um larpers are are are, you know a tough group or whatever Mm -hmm. so did you see somebody actually asked if if that was like they said they at first they were thinking that you were just having a hard time saying it everyone, and then they, everyone in the comments yeah, because they were well, so they were referring to regularly or whatever it was that you yeah. said you had a hard yeah. time with but after, and when you listen to it when you listen to that when you watch that video 1.5 it does sound like you're having a hard time saying it but if you if you slow it down it, you can tell you're you know you're enunciating but so the a stands for a right so 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 i have to find a way to say lappers lappers mm-hmm. you know so it's it is a difficult one it is one of the more difficult ones right so it should be live auction <laughs> right live auction role players Re- yeah. ridiculous yeah. people players. okay that's what i thought it was i'm kidding <laughs> i'm it's really impossible not to make fun of it now that ian this says he doesn't like people making fun of it episode of bts we've ever had jonathan is on point he's like getting de- defensive about dishwashing and football and he's My just putting us in our no, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not defensive about football i mean football is silly i love it but it's silly as hell yeah. i was just saying i thought it was funny though you you attack somebody else to say, don't attack me. Hominin attacks are the best. <laughs> great way to make your argument. I just, I like that philosophy a lot. And then once Ian says he's very sensitive, how do you not make fun of it at that point? Because it's too much Miles fun. O'Brien, like he, he was on the flagship. <laughs> Miles O'Brien, he would have been, a, he would not have been a larper. Back to the presentation. I genuinely want to know from you guys. Bashir would have been. Yes. Back to the he pronunciation. Was. <laughs> do do we need to take time, guys? Do we need hey, to? That's, if no, we need that's to take true. a few like, seconds, holodeck, holodecks <laughs> were larping, right? Yeah, it's uh, holodeck. I never is thought LARPing. about that. It holodecks is. were larping. It is one hundred percent larping. It's just cool because everyone's doing it. They even larp being on a baseball Look, team. The most ridiculous thing about that holodeck thing was that no, they, in, until the Orville, they never showed anybody having like half the crew would be using those to have sex. Oh, 100%. I mean that that is exactly. 100%. Half the crew. <laughs> yeah, what's the other half doing? Not using the holodeck? <laughs> that holodeck would be messy is all I'm saying. That thing would have to be scrubbed down. Uh-huh. And There's a joke everywhere. about it on Lower Decks that the worst job on the ship is cleaning out the holodeck yeah. after Riker has used it. Yeah. <laughs> the Orville actually went there, though, which I thought was fun. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. We're so off. So off. Pronunciations, Aaron, you were going to yeah, say? Yeah, so I, I genuinely want to know from you guys, like... <sighs> Because I go back and forth in my mind, you, we've tried, we we sometimes will put in a little explainer, you know, we'll, we'll say, you know, this goes back to the GIF-GIF debate or, you know, thanks to the the GIF wars of, you, mm-hmm. know, yeah. you know, 1870, like we'll do stuff like that sometimes. But people also seem to really enjoy that we just slide it in there and just, you know, this is just a narrator quirk and like, mm, so if you know, it's, you know. it's interesting. Yeah, it's one of those if you know, you know kind of mm-hmm. things. And I, I think I do lean towards, you know that i that i enjoy doing it like the way it's done in this episode where it's just that's how the mm-hmm. narrator pronounces it and mm-hmm. then people are clearing it up in the comments and you know it becomes a talking point which is good right yeah totally and i think at this point you've done it with enough words 
or we've done it with enough words where it's a trend mm-hmm. now. If this was when with mm-hmm. Shield, it makes sense, but there's Tardis and Swart and there's so many examples. And it's a now. fair point. Yeah, it's totally a fair point because I mean you're you're mispronouncing the first part of the word it stands for. Yeah. It just doesn't. I, right. I get why we do it, but it is still. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, English language is so weird. Yeah, Tardis and uh, <laughs> Lappers are the two hardest, but yeah. If they are going to do that, though, next time you've got to pick Lauder or Dafter for Laughter or Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, have to, you have to do those the it's same. It's like yeah. Sean Bean. He should be yeah. Sean Bourne or Seen Bean. <laughs> that's right. Can't, can't be both. Can't be both, can't be my both. friend. Who came up with that spelling of Sean? That's that's something I got to look up sometimes. It's an Irish thing, right? Yeah. That, is that, that one is with the yeah. accent on the A. Or it scene. should have an accent, yeah. Scene! Yeah. You got a big head, scene. Uh, that was a terrible accent. I cannot do Mike Myers. Oh, was that Mike Myers? Yeah. He <laughs> if it's not Scottish. Now. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> no, it's like he does a better impersonation. Is of... a piper down? We've got a piper down. <laughs> I eat because I'm unhappy. God, man, we both just ruined. Ian's just like I'm never doing <laughs> I'm this. Show. I don't want. I this. don't think Ian's ever seen So I Married an Axe Murderer. Have you ever seen So Ooh. I Married an Axe Murderer? No, I have. Oh, not. it's fun stuff. You'll love it. All right, Heed. let's let's move into <laughs> the book of Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, strangers in a or stranger <sighs> in a strange land was the first episode of this show. Uh, able to get it out there pretty quickly. And what do we think of Book of Boba Fett? I, Ian has thoughts. I want him to go first. Well, it's a dicer walking script, so oh, it would be against yeah. the right. rules. Yeah, I have to so, go first. It's fine. Uh, I, Jonathan, you get to go first. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know that I like it either. I will say I haven't seen the last... I've only seen the first three episodes, so I'm two episodes behind as we record mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And there's only going to be seven, right? Correct. So... I mean, I'm definitely going to finish it, obviously, because we're we're doing these. But um, I don't know that I would. I don't know that I, I. I would probably still eventually catch up with it, even if we weren't sending it, just because I'm kind of a. Even though I'm not a huge, huge Star Wars guy, I'd still like with these series and stuff. I just kind of, you know, I don't know. I just feel like Do I. Do you watch the animated it. stuff too, like Clone Wars and? Mm, I, I I thought of, I haven't yet. No. Bad Batch. Uh, yeah. Mm, you know, I watched Visions, but uh, Bad Batch, I think I watched the first couple of episodes. Well, we did the first mm-hmm. episode, We did I the guess. first episode, yeah. I think I watched the second one, and I just didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And then I've heard that's kind of a continuation from Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I might have to go back and watch this. Yeah, a lot of Filoni stuff, a lot of uh, Filoni canon yeah. stuff in there, yeah. I mean, because part of me is watching this just thinking, it's it's cool like that we're just getting like Star Wars shows. Like That's just mm-hmm. fascinating to me. Um, but I don't know. And I really liked them. I liked, uh, Tamara and, uh, Ming-Na Wen on Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I like them as much in this though. I, I think Ming-Na Wen is still pretty good. Although she's kind of, at least in the first three episodes, she's kind of to the side and it's mm-hmm. focused a lot more on Boba. And, um, I mean, I don't know. He's fine, I guess. <laughs> he, but I just don't think there's a lot there for him to work with. It's just it, nothing is really nothing yet has really interested me about the story. Like it's just him coming in, taking over Jabba's old spot, and then whoever I can't even remember the guy's name that replaced Jabba Bib Fortuna. until he Bib Fortuna. He was like the he had like the thing on it. Yeah, I know you're talking about um, yep. Jabba, Bibba, and Boba. Yep, Jabba, Bib, and Boba. Uh, Bib Fortuna, as the droid says. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, it's just about him like making, like staking claim, and then 
there's this whole thing over the first few episodes about like who actually has the right to that territory, which is not exciting and reminds me a lot of like why Phantom Menace doesn't work because it's all about like real estate negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when they do action, it's not very good. Yeah, it's not great. It's not a great show. Mm-hmm. I loved the Sarlacc pit, just Aaron, because I wouldn't have thought about that. The fact that they did the whole like, it was very similar to what uh, Patton Oswalt did. Oh, they on. clearly had that in mind. The fact that they pan down from the suns to, like, they literally are following his text in that scene. They clearly, that is clearly a wink at that. And, uh, but also just, you know, and then we send that the fact that they even showed him getting out of it because I was just like, I don't want to know this. Like, I mean, like, none of, like, we, I, like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to give us answers to every single mm-hmm. thing. Like, it's just like if 24 went back and like showed Jack going to the bathroom because like, you know, people are like, when does he go to the bathroom if right. he's running around for 24 right. hours? I mean, that's kind of what I don't know. Maybe that's a weird comparison. I was also I actually think I it's love, a fairly apt comparison. Yeah. I like it, actually. That's because because what you're people talking did about, complain about that. Right. Like what people, you're talking about is taking fan complaints or or fan suggestions and going up. Oh, guess we got to do that. Like that is the negative side of fan service is like the yeah. over servicing of fans. It's like, oh, everybody wants to know how we got out of the Sarlacc. We better show it, you know, kind of thing. So that'd be like if every Friday the 13th film had like a detailed way of showing how somebody came back to mm-hmm. life. And when right. they did do that, it was always stupid like you had a dog pissing on a grave and then freddy popped out it's like whatever uh and that did happen in a movie for people who haven't watched nightmare on elm street sequels uh i like how specific you were aaron with the 1934 brewster town car (laughs) (laughs) have you looked it up there was a story (laughs) i do have that in my keeping tabs but we can talk about it now because i got plenty of stuff but I, I specifically searched for uh, a car grill that looked as much like the uh, Tuscan nice. um, mouth guard or whatever oh, you want to call cool. it as possible. So if you, what was it, a 63 Brewster? I thought it was, I wrote down 30, yeah, it had to be 63. I don't know why I wrote down 34. Maybe, maybe it sense. was. Um, but yeah, anyways, oh yeah, yeah, it's 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 the 63 Brewster. If you look at that, yeah. like the headlights are almost like exactly like the eyes of the Tuscan and That's then the, funny. and then the grill is like this extended, you know, mouth kind of thing. So anyways, but yeah, it just, it and just then, cracked me up. Yeah, and then the only other thing, I, anytime I get to use that Kevin Bacon trimmers outtake, I just I <laughs> yeah. always enjoy that. I'm with you. Uh, I don't I don't know that I hate it. it. It we'll get to it, but it appears Ian really hates the show. But um, but for me, it's it's just it's bad from its foundation. It's trying to do something that I don't know that we need it to do, mm-hmm. which is to retcon Boba Fett who wasn't hardly in Star Wars anyway so there's nothing really to retcon like I think the idea that that he was a a bounty hunter you know it doesn't automatically mean he's a villain so to speak but this this feels like what what this feels like it wants to do the theme of this show seems to be that leadership can lead from uh, you know from a place of uh, I'm trying to think empathy or compassion. That's probably the word that leadership can lead from compassion and not fear. That tends to, that seems to me to want to be the theme of this show. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just don't know that Boba sh- was the character to make the face of that. I, I just, it's, it's just That's a really, yeah. it's just a really interesting well, choice. And he's like, basically like you're talking about fan service. Like he's the definition of fan service. The right. fact that mm-hmm. that character has a show, this show exists. It's 100% fan service. Yeah. I think this would be a, a much better show 
if the whoever that central character was was just a new Star Wars character. Like it's just the fact that it it just feels like the whole Boba thing is shoehorned into whatever they want to do here. I think is part of the problem, at least that I'm seeing. Um, I am through episode five. I'm totally caught up. I continue to watch this show. Um, there's a lot of a lot of conversation about episode five right now, uh, and I don't necessarily want to spoil anything, um, but it is it is weird where this show. Well, uh, it's a six episode. It's a six episode TV show plus episode yeah. five. Plus episode five. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. That's what I know. I've heard that too. Like that's right. Yes. Like it's like this is everybody's favorite episode, but it's not really the it's same the show. show. Like that's yeah. that no. that should be a telling enough. But people people like it, or they're getting. I've seen a lot of people get defensive. Oh, about it's it incredible! On, it's, it's, an incredible hour, it's incredible hour. It's incredible hour. No, or, I'm talking about the show and the show itself. Like oh, I've seen yeah. a lot of people like were you know a journalist or somebody says they don't really like it, and then it's like Star yeah. Wars Bros or whatever. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, stuff, uh, you know, I noticed while sitting this, the main thing is all the sand walking. There's so much traversing oh the desert in this show. Long does it it's continue? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, say, that doesn't get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I did like the opening ten minutes. I was glad we took a sin off for that. Uh, you know, just the fact that it's all dialogue free and that they're trying to do something yeah. kind of cool there. I thought that thought that was good. Um, and then just the the agents of Shield references that we were able to put into this one I thought uh were fun um and seemed like some of the yeah the that was the one I had to I actually asked you about that because I I was like I was thinking a you wrote it weird and then but then mm-hmm. when you explained it to me I was like oh no I get it okay I forgot yeah. her name was May I just yeah. I just because I mean it's Agents yeah. of Shield I haven't thought about that show since the first season finished um all right Ian it's your turn what did you think of this show before I forget if I may no you Fennec is so good while we're on the topic of that. <laughs> that was so good. It's like, no, you fennec. <laughs> so good. Um, I don't hate this show. It bores me to tears. That's the biggest problem. I can't even... Yeah. It's not bad. It's gorgeous. Like, there are some outstanding visuals, like Dune-esque visuals, but then it veers into frigging ridiculous and then boring and then meaningless pew-pew action and crap fighting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it does everything badly yeah it's just really disappointing and i think it's 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 fascinating but i don't hate it um (laughs) sorry i just thought when you were talking about the fighting i just made me think like when boba's fighting it's kind of like when tamara's fighting scenes it's kind of like watching roger moore fight it really uh, is in a view to a kill there's an episode where he like he faces (laughs) down against some people and the look on his face is like it's so so off-putting karate Mm -hmm. chop yeah it's, it's a little bit Austin Powers almost. So I just think it's bizarre that you've got... Everyone went crazy when, when Boba turned up in The Mandalorian. And The Mandalorian is doing exactly what you're saying, like we want it to do, Aaron, is pick a new character from the lore, mm-hmm. base a series around them. Yes. And we're so... we. It's just crazy to me that, that Boba Fett comes second and is the inferior show, yet in theory is the thing fans have been asking for for decades. It's... I don't know how you don't land this um, with the the, mm-hmm. the the goodwill from the fans. And my biggest problem is this isn't what I want to see Boba doing. I have no interest in him being the leader of a, a tribe or being on frigging Tatooine again. I'm fed up with this dusty sand ass of a planet. I want to see him be a bounty hunter. And he can be a... Yes! 
he can be a compassionate bounty hunter. He can be an ethical bounty hunter. Now you've got the danger of that drifting I mean, into. Isn't that your show? This is what I mean. Like the problem is you've you've then got the problem. No, that's what I'm saying. But isn't that like you have a show right there? You have like yes. a like almost like a procedural, like an equalizer or uh, 100% something. Hundred percent equalizer in Star Wars, and it's you can yeah. differ it from the Mandalorian because I know the fear is probably well, isn't that what the Mandalorian is doing? I was like, kind of, kind, kind of. of, it is. But you give him. I don't know, you give him something more important to do and Boba Fett is on, like, the outskirts. I don't know, I just... I don't want to see this Brave New World nonsense that he's doing. It just... Yeah. doesn't do it for me. It's not the direction I, I want to take the show. I think they're going... I think they're going for a Godfather vibe. I think they think yes. they're going for, like, a... You know, like, um... It you feels know, competing like it. power in the crime world, you know, well, kind of thing. eventually and- they... Um, they they talk about um, not too much spoilers, but they talk about you want to start a new family. They say family right, yeah. so many times. It is such a Godfather mm-hmm. parallel. Family. I don't know. Family. Fast family. and furious. But in terms <laughs> of the sins, let's talk on to the happy stuff. Um, this walkie stalkie goes on for all that. I can't see what's going on for some time because <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Turning down getting your helmet serviced was nice. <laughs> and then coming mm-hmm. at the viewer from, no, you get your mind out of the gutter. It's like, you set that <laughs> up, you troll. Um, Tetradam Sandler. Tra- tra- Tetradam Sandler was gorgeous. <laughs> so good. That was a hard one to say. Yeah, that I was bet. like. Yeah. It was a hard one yeah. to write. I was like, I need to remind myself that this is a note about Adam Sandler, not about whatever mm-hmm. the word was. Yeah. I just love the Warriors outtake because you don't hear enough of that. Just, can you no. dig it? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. Gorgeous. Well, there you go. Let's move into <laughs> Cinema Sins. We will kick it off with Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I did not write on this one. Uh, Scott Watkins did. Jeremy and Jonathan writing on this one. So, Jonathan, some thoughts on Venom and the script and all that fun stuff. Squawkins. I love, I love writing with everybody, but I feel like I write with Jeremy the least, so it's always like a pleasure mm. to get to to get to write with him. Um, he also keeps a lot of my sins in, which I appreciate. But, um, <laughs> I feel like that was an attack at me and Aaron. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm, I'm actually kidding. It's probably about the same. I mean, I think most scripts end up about the same. But um, anyways, uh, so the first Venom was interesting because when I saw it in the theater... I don't know if I was just in a bad mood or whatever, but it didn't really work for me. And then I remember uh, Chris and I, I think, or maybe Jeremy and I send that one. I can't remember. I send it with somebody. I, I send the first one whenever we did it. And I remember watching it that time and like, wait, this is actually kind of good. Yes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, Surprisingly and then I watched good. it actually a few times since then. And I got to tell you, man, I really enjoyed this movie. Like this kind of felt, I don't know how to say this. Like, I, I just, I like this, whatever this style is they're going for with this franchise, I love. And I hope they never get away from it. Because I'm, this movie made a lot of money. So I assume we're going to get a third one. I think most of it has to do with Tom Hardy. Of course. I think Tom yeah, Hardy clearly 100%. is just having a blast. And I love that he does the Venom voice, uh, which I don't think my wife does because I just walk around the house going, Eddie. But, um, <laughs> like a turd in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me get brain freeze. Uh, <laughs> Fuck this guy. But anyways, uh, I, so I was really enjoying it. I was also it was also nice to see Jeremy enjoyed it. Like yeah. he was actually because the, the when we took the sins off, that was all Jeremy. So uh, he was having a good time with it. Um, I, it's not great by any means, but I just if you're if you can get on board with what it's doing, I think you're just gonna have a blast. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. And it's like eighty six minutes or something. It's like ninety minutes, which. 
This is actually one where I do think if I did have a complaint, I don't think they do enough with Carnage. Like I don't feel like they develop that. That goes that that just they kind of jump into that really quick and then it's over. But uh, one sin that didn't make it that I wrote something along these lines, but uh, was I I wrote something like when the the whole wedding scene where uh, Naomi uh, is it Naomi Harris. Yeah, is that right? Who's who's also awesome in this? She plays Shriek when she's like walking down the aisle. And I wrote something along the lines of this movie is like if Batman returns and Beetlejuice fucked and had a baby. <laughs> uh, so if that sounds interesting to you, I think you're gonna have a lot of fun with this movie. Yeah. Uh, I did. I just want to say I did not Google tentacle porn. That was just something I wrote in the <laughs> I don't sin. Think you have I, didn't to. I think Google you get it. the idea without the Googling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the random sin that was written about the cranes in downtown Nashville, which I don't know how many people are going to get that. But that's <laughs> hilarious. If you live in Nashville. And, oh, and I thought it was funny, too. I do want to point out, Jeremy recently tweeted out that uh, everybody, like, once he admitted that he liked singing, everybody is giving him uh, things to sing. Yes. Uh, and he appreciates that. I just want to say for this one, though, he wrote all those. I did not write <laughs> any of those. <laughs> so I don't know why he was using this as an example. Maybe he forgot. But uh, <laughs> uh, but he did great, man. He was singing the Eagles. And uh, just uh, that was that was so much and fun. So, yeah, no, we had a blast. I, it was... <laughs> <laughs> and I love we he even gave us send for the fact that there's this awesome scene and he said I'm sending the fact that most of you probably stopped watching it by this point yes. <laughs> like we were sending the audience mm-hmm. <laughs> for not giving it a chance I don't know I we had a lot of fun was going because it felt like a sin removal yeah. and I was like no this is building towards sending the audience <laughs> so many sin removals so many sin and removals. Andy Serkis is a good director I think I haven't I think seen his too. other two movies mm-hmm. but I I'm I want to now they're both uh, great because he what, did the, the jungle book right he did the and then he the, did uh he did like a drama right like it was good andrew mm-hmm. was it breathe yeah it was yeah it was something like that um yeah it's andrew garfield right and uh I believe so is it emma thompson uh i don't know that off the or top maybe of my i'm head. just getting i'm thinking of spider-man probably but yeah anyways i'm done sorry uh ian what about you uh i love these movies so so much um i think they're my favorite thing that actually no they are my favorite thing that sony does with marvel um so good it's the chemistry between tom hardy and tom hardy that works so well and just Mm -hmm. makes these films so good um (laughs) they're fun yeah it's fun it's written funnily as well like the jokes the stuff that that carnage has to say is so extreme and somehow still not r-rated but just fun to listen to and i just i actually buy how clumsy eddie brock is and how like useless at relationships he is and i get it rather than um a troubled hero that changes by the end of the film and gets the girl he doesn't get the freaking girl he's just stuck with venom and it's just this love hate we just got to live with each other um i love these films so much and there are some shots in this film that are gorgeous i know you did a sin for carnage in front of the the stained glass window in the in the church Mm -hmm. but that shot is incredible and i wish the trailer hadn't ruined it for me um that that is I know you won't know that, Aaron, so I thought that would I'd love that this would shock you. But no, yeah. Aaron just feels justified when he's saying things like totally that. 100% totally agree. Right. The joke with, oh shit, that's a red one, I'm not going to do that, and then he disappears, one of the funniest lines in the film, and the glory shot of him in front of the stained glass, both in the trailer. And I just, I wish you'd saved it for the movie, but um, yeah, sending the trailer doesn't mean the movie's bad. But I <laughs> nope. have such a good time with these films, they're so much fun. 
I actually think this had a better finale than the first film, as in you could see it. There were still lots of jump cuts, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as dark. Um, there was a little bit more going on than... I mean, it was still uh, symbiote versus symbiote and just, hey, punch each other. The Green Lantern problem. You can create anything with your tendrils and a fist is the best thing you can think of. The big question I had was... Is that how Carnage is made in the comics, Jonathan? I don't know if you know this. Like, did Carnage come you know, from that? I mean, I I've definitely read his. It, I've definitely read. However, he was created, but it's been like I was probably in high school. Or yeah, college. I just I, didn't I don't think remember. that's how it happened. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. The films can do what they want. No. It is strange that Carnage is dead. I thought they, but I don't know. These, the fact that these films are only eighty to ninety minutes are. Yeah, a stroke of genius, but it you are you do have to tell us a, a shorter story, and I love that discipline. I really do. I, I love it. I don't think this needs to be two and a half hours long. Uh, in terms of the sins, yeah, Jeremy singing was great. <laughs> the lead-in was "We are wasting our talent," and the sin was every Sony exec after the Amazing Spider-Man two, and I feel <laughs> like that was a direct shot at me, Jonathan. No, that was just no that. But you, you don't it. need to make it. You, it's Amazing Spider-Man 2. That was just a direct shot at Amazing yeah, Spider-Man no, 2. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, overlamping and underlamping at the same time. There's so many lamps mm-hmm. in the room, and yet it still doesn't light anything up. It was gorgeous. Jeremy's fixation on that always just impresses me. Like he, because he always catches that stuff. Like it just, it's not something I see. Mm. But it's uh, it's so reason. true. Like the, the yeah. lighting is so pointless, and you have it on during the mm-hmm. day as well when it actually isn't needed. Yeah, it's great. Um, and the entire sequence where um, Detective Miller McGuffigan, whatever his name is, um, saying like perimeter, and then he's like, "Yeah, but what perimeter?" I was like, "Block the state line." <laughs> yeah, that was great. Wait, the entire state line. Bring Brock. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Just such a great series. Yeah. Of, Bring Brock. This where? Makes no sense. State line. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, love the video. And there was a lot of surprise in the comments about how many sin removals there are, but. Yeah, it just goes to show, like, when a film gets us, it gets us. And I think pretty much the whole team likes likes these movies. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember liking the first. And it, it strikes me that both of these movies are kind of the definition of low expectation, mm-hmm. easy, enjoy, have fun, get the get the important stuff right, doesn't, and then the rest won't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, there's just you watch. Don't worry you watch, too much about a multiverse and an extended thing and yeah. cameos. Just let it be what it what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed it as well, uh, and pretty much for the same reasons you guys have mentioned. I don't. Um, I think the only ones you didn't mention as far as sins go. I loved the exploration. This these are some of my favorite things. The exploration of the idea of when to get off the roller coaster, <laughs> like you know, finding yes. a place to get off the roller coaster is like well. There's one place. There's only one place you get off the roller coaster. What is this meta? Like that is such a like a brilliant exploration of of a metaphor that has mm-hmm. been used. Uh, the making up of the Ariana Grande song, where it's like this sounds like an Ariana Grande song, and then he just sings the words as if uh, you know Ariana Grande <laughs> was singing them was so good. Uh, I was a little bit sad, and I just like it's just the ship has sailed. It's okay, Aaron, but uh, we had the word nonplussed in this script, and it was meant like unaffected and it made me sad it made me very sad <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, that deliberate? but that's what but that's what it means to some people uh mm-hmm. now so i, I don't know i didn't write that one so i couldn't yeah. tell you if it was deliberate no no i th- i think that i think that was jeremy <laughs> at, at this point aaron you're just begging the question <laughs> 
How dare you? How literally dare you? Literally, Just about how this dare universe, you? though, I, I do think they have a chance. I, I, I really hope, like, the theories, that a lot of fan theories about maybe Garfield is going to be involved in this universe. I want that, that so bad. I want, I want it so much. I don't want to, I'm not, I'm trying to say this without giving anything away. I don't think this Venom would fit. Like, I don't, like, no. I, because people say they'd want him in the MCU, nope. and I'm like, no. Because, like, these movies are so different than those, and, like, I, but I think you could bring in Garfield and just yeah. do whatever you want. Especially the dark yep. Garfield that basically admits to, yeah, I started killing people. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. yeah, interesting stuff. All right, let's move into Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Uh, this was a Dicer Whittington script. Ian and I writing on this one. Uh, Ian, go off. Go oh, off, gosh, son. Damn it. This go is, off. Ian wow. hates content this week. I am going to open, controver- not controversially, but differently with two comments. So the first one, is, this is from the from the video. The commenter said, I have um, hyperglycemia as well. Had someone doubt me because I wasn't as fat as Paul Blart. Um, the next comment is, I remember telling somebody that this movie made me feel bad when I was a kid. And when they said why he's the hero. And there are so many comments that are basically, people called me Paul Blart when I was at school. Um, people call me Paul Blart now because I'm an overweight, um, more, uh, more guard person. And it, this movie wound me up so much because you can say it's harmless, you can say it's just another bit of another funny film, but these things do damage. And you can make films like this and not have the overweight person or whatever is going on be the butt of every single joke. So yeah, that's my that pretty much sums up how I felt about the film. You can also have weight-based comedy that isn't about, you know, the uh, punching down at the the person mm-hmm. who's overweight. Like, you know, uh, I, I don't know how you feel about Farley. Uh, Farley certainly did some weight-based uh, comedy, but it always came from him as a, like, yeah, um, this is my body and I'm being silly with my body mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I think if, you know, fat guy in a little coat that he sings to David Spade and Tommy Boy or... The Chippendales. Or the uh, Chippendales sketch. skit is a great example. Like, you, there, there are ways... To be like, yes, I realize I have mo- more uh, adipose on me than a lot of people do, um, and therefore I can, you know, uh, you know, move my body differently, or mm. it can look funny in different ways. Like there is, there are subtle ways to uh, to own that that I think can be funny and you can use for humor. Overall, though, I think being unaware of how people especially struggle with body image and cultural things and and all that kind of stuff is you know that's where that that blindness is is dangerous it never it never feels like kevin james or paul blart is in on the joke this just feels like we're laughing or trying to laugh at him the whole film and yeah that's that's totally the difference and when it came to sinning yeah i remember we talked during the process of this is hard because we felt like we were repeating ourselves because that's exactly what the movie does. It hits us over the head with the same mm-hmm. joke. And we have to acknowledge it. And there's only so many times we can say, ha, ah, look what they're doing here. Isn't that mean? Mm-hmm. So it became yeah. quite a tricky film to sin as well. But reading the comments, I was just really glad that we did. Because it's so many people like were saying, thank you for sinning this. Like, you, this is exactly mm-hmm. the issues yeah. I've had with this. But yeah, in terms of the sins, vava voom and enhanced cliche. I mean, zoom and romance <laughs> cliche. I mean, woom in my pants. I'll leave. I'll stop. It was great. It caught me off guard. Fuck off, you creepy harass hole. It was great. I'm going to use that. 
uh, Amy is it Amy. Yeah, is trying to hide the phone. It starts to vibrate. She mm-hmm. slips it under her leg. <laughs> this hardly seems like the time or place for this. Like that's mm-hmm. not yeah. where the scene was going, but it's where I took it. And just wanted to mention the snot rag sin as well because my mum basically wrote that sin from the course of years of my dad having a handkerchief and using it far too many times and then putting it back in his pocket to then let it crust up and use again. Um, and mum would just insist on, will you please let me wash that snot rag? And he's like, no, I like this one. And then just how many people in the comments had similar experiences? I am not alone. I Many people no, had fathers. I've never that, understood handkerchiefs. Oh, I, yeah, they're gross. And then sometimes, and then people will offer them to you. And I'm like, yes, no. My dad like, did why this to I me as your, well. What is that? No. <laughs> oh, your nose is running. Would you like to God, take this? No. I'm like, how long has that been in it's your like, pocket? It's like, hey, do you I want to use my Band-Aid that I have <laughs> on my arm right now that has blood on it? It's great. I will what I will wipe hell? it with my hand and I will wash my hand at my you know as soon as I can. Like, yeah. you know, I'll go like, to a public restroom and grab like a, a tissue like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I would rather yep. sniff it and uh. it go into my lungs than use your handkerchief. But yeah, that's all from me before yep. I burst a vein in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Fat People Are Funny the movie, and I think we hit it hard. Mm-hmm. Um we could have hit it a lot harder and and probably still been okay, but we are trying to be a comedy channel. Uh, you know, it's it's not as as no, we try not to be repetitive either. Like, right. We're we trying like not to be repetitive. Joke. And yeah. also, you know, it's um, it's it, it is not the point of what we do to be, uh, you know, some sort of serious cultural watchdog. We love slipping that stuff in. But um, but we want to make you laugh first and foremost. And hopefully we slip that stuff in in ways that are funny. You know, like the, the idea, like much like a stand up comic might uh, say something that's meaningful or serious, but do it mm-hmm. uh, in a way that'll that'll make you laugh. The thing the other thing I want really wanted to bring out that we that was the other thing this movie did over and over and over again was just how I don't know if I've ever seen a movie with this shallow of a female lead. Like, there is nothing. Um, I I just, I was flabbergasted watching how the movie treated her. And and she exists for the men in this movie to uh, ogle and to desire. And her response to that is always, oh, thank you. Oh, hi. Oh, uh, you know, hey. Okay. Oh, like she is given no... There, there is nothing about her character that has any kind of um, like personal drive or directive. Uh, she exists as this thing for you know Paul Paul Blart to have a relationship with. Um, so yeah, it's there's just so little we know about her because it's it's really just all about you know Blart rescuing her at the end of the day um, and going that route. So. So yeah, that was that was annoying to me. And then I wanted to mention the uh, JFK joke, uh, which was just uh, that Ian wrote because that was just perfect. Uh, Kennedy, right? Uh, just so perfectly done, perfectly done. Um, but yeah, this is a terrible movie. This is an absolutely terrible movie. And uh, as I just, I didn't, I didn't find it funny. And there's only so many ways to be like, you're not funny. Mm-hmm. This is <laughs> the things that yeah. the things that you think are funny are not funny. Um, so yeah, it was a little difficult to write. Jonathan, uh, what about you? Some yeah, we went, my wife and I saw this in the theater, I remember, because we were King of Queens fans, and and I, I think Aaron and I were talking about, we do genuinely like Kevin James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this great, I can't, I don't even know, they used to air it on Comedy Central all the time, so it was probably like in the early 2000s, but he has this, one of his, it's a stand-up special, he might have several, but I don't know, but I just remember this one stand-up special, we would watch it every time it was on Comedy Central, because it was really funny. Uh, but um, no, he does not make good movies, um, this is terrible. 
I didn't like it then, and then I had to watch it because I was a reviewer on this, and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is this is definitely the garbage I remember seeing, uh, you know, fifteen years ago or whatever. But uh, everything you guys hit on is is correct. I, this is why I don't really like Happy Madison movies. They just, yeah. for the most part, they're just they're just so mean spirited. Um, I mean. I'm not, and, and like all of these people are talented. Like Sandler can be funny. David Spade can be funny. You know, I mean, all the Rob Schneider can even be funny. But I mean, I mean, we've seen them on SNL and other things. You know, being funny. But um, these, all these movies, they just seem to be really, just really, just mean. Just rely on the same <laughs> mm-hmm. tropes over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, you know, but this movie was a hit and even got a, a sequel, which I'm happy to say I've never seen, and uh, I I hope to never see. The only thing mm-hmm. I remember, have you seen it, Aaron? I have not. Oh, I didn't know if you had to watch it for reviewing purposes. But, I don't think so. Um, but I just remembered the scene in the trailer where the horse kicks him and it like he flops over. I don't know. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. But um, as far as the sins, uh, you guys already talked about the handkerchiefs. Uh, I love the bad guys have tattoos, kids. Never trust them. <laughs> like, that, that is a weird movie thing. Oh, for that sure. I've never... It came up in the princess um, diaries as well. Like Mia's mum is yeah. like, hey, do you know he doesn't have piercings, he has hair, and he doesn't have tattoos. Yeah. I was like... Great, thanks. Yeah, tattoos and piercings have been a way to like represent like you know the evil Satan. evil people. Well, and it's and it really is like in that moment where he does the evil turn. It's like <laughs> let's show the tattoos, yeah. and he takes off his jacket. Just like a, uh, I think the sin was like a bad Mister Rogers or something yeah. doing the outfit change. You know, <laughs> and I just like oh, and then I also wanted to mention just kind of a little bit behind the scenes on the on the uh, reviewing process when I went over the script. The one thing I did suggest because it's interesting when you read stuff, you can't always see it visually, especially if you weren't the one that wrote it. Right. So the running gag of the they're really going to be a lot mm. of this is that they're sins. Mm. Like there's, I think three of them. There's three. Yeah. I suggested only putting one in because I was like, I just, I don't know. This feels like you're just hitting the same stuff. And I know that's the point, but I just wasn't seeing it. And you guys said, or Aaron was like, I really like them. I was like, okay, I don't, I mean, cause I don't, you know, I don't, I, it wasn't something I was like willing to like, you know, die on a hill for. Right. But I just, for whatever reason, they weren't hitting me, but I'm glad you outvoted me because, uh, I thought they were great. I thought they worked out really well. Yeah, like Jeremy, when I saw Jeremy delivers them really, really yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sometimes it's nice to just even let it go through, and then we can, mm-hmm. you know, we can change it in the editing process if we need to. Uh, and then I just liked when the narrator got so irritated, he just, you know, fuck this movie, fuck it right in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> this works. Fuck this movie. Fuck it in the glass. Fuck it right in the glass might be a saying that I use yeah. many, many times in my life. I, the, I just when glass decided to be unbreakable versus breakable in this movie is just like so random. I came to this thinking Aaron was going to kind of defend this movie, so I'm really happy to see that oh, he did. No, <laughs> no. Well, you're just like I mean, you like I mean, Kevin James is funny, and I guess even in this movie, there are a couple of moments where you see that, but it's just it's hidden under all this just hate and yeah. Oh, I don't know. And then, and then the diehard thing. Oh man, we didn't even just... mention that. Yeah. So let's talk yeah. about that because I think Ian and I both had the same experience where we are watching this movie and realizing, Oh, this movie isn't just referencing diehard. It's trying to be a direct diehard copy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. saying, and I never realized that watching it the first time, but there are so many direct, uh, you know, uh, analogies to Die Hard in this movie. It's yeah, and then you you kind of think, well, I guess the premise, yeah, he's trapped in a building with terrorists or whatever you want, mm-hmm. and there is a woman that he's trying to get back to. The parallel is right there, but it isn't because it's not done as a parody or a 
like a homage or anything. It's just done badly. It's just taken the concept and not done it well. You guys pointed out the extreme sports stuff oh that was goodness. really dominant <laughs> in action movies really around goodness. that time. I'm so glad that's gone. It's so yeah. dumb. It's everything they do would be faster on foot. Everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Taking the time to like use a skateboard or yeah, something. Yeah, get up to it's speed. Just, like, uh, just oh man, to pick their bikes up and you know throw a leg over the bike and then you know start <laughs> yeah riding the bike. Just by the way, a little off topic, and I can't remember the name of the movie, but before this video, when I was watching it to review for the show, uh, they showed a, a trailer for a movie that I guess is coming out later this year, and I actually ended up watching the whole thing because it started like really fascinating me. But it's a, like a school. Uh, it's like a, a school shooter movie. Okay. But, but it's like a school shooter movie done in the Die Hard vein. That just seems wrong on so many levels. Because <laughs> it's like a it, it's like a student that becomes the John McClane, and it is a girl, which is interesting. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. I'm all about some female John McClanes. But I don't know. That just I haven't seen the movie, so I can't comment on it. But just watching the that trailer, feels like that could that, be in bad taste so quickly. Yeah, that that's that that feels like bad taste. If nothing else, it's high, high, high level of difficulty. Yes, to, to pull yes. off uh-huh. that balance. And maybe they do. Maybe they do. But that yeah, uh, that would be tough right now for sure. And it's not a lot of like star. It's not a lot of people you know and stuff. So I mean, I I don't know how big of a release. Oh, right, what a surprise! Get, you mean stars didn't want to touch this? Yeah, yeah I'm shocked. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. That just that just seems really weird. Yeah, uh, so I just thought I'd mention that. Uh, we didn't mention the here comes the fall down and go boom uh, bonus oh, round either. Yeah, just beautiful. all the all the different um, times so that good. he just boing, fell. Boing, boing. And and we should mention the the one of them where it pauses oh, the so uh, the bonus round yes. for him to scooch behind the, the pillar or whatever. <laughs> that was an editor's yes. decision. Great job, editors. So yeah, good. they were like. It delivers yeah, that, that joke better than the movie delivers that joke. It's so <laughs> That's good. Right. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's move into keeping tabs. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to take a look at something else from the process of putting together the week's content. Uh, maybe a Google search, a deleted sin, whatever the case may be. Uh, I already talked about the 63 Brewster grill. I did do uh, quite a bit of research on car grills uh, that would look like Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> uh, because I just couldn't shake it uh, out of my head that that whatever they use for that face mask looks like the, the front of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Managed to find the 63 Brewster grill. We all, we also talked about LARPing. Um, I thought it was funny. I did want to I did want to mention this. Uh, <laughs> it does just sound like you just don't know how to say it. It sounds like you're trying to say that's penguins. the goal, right? The goal is that you you I know, but you say it in a way that it feels others. like you you know like it was a mistake or you intended to or what whatever. is shield? What do you what is sheld? Sheld. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, Sward, Sheld, yeah. Uh, Tardis. Tardis. Anyhow, there was a comment in uh, one of the conversations about uh, the LARPing uh, where somebody said uh, they think, I think it started with Sheld, essentially he pronounces all acronyms using the sound of the first letter. The actual word makes it the normal sound, like people pronounce uh, GIF with a G instead of a J. Um, and so they explain that. And then somebody responds, Cinemasin started it ages ago. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> And I just, it just cracks me up. It's like that one person who has to be like, actually, uh, actually, guys, Cinemasin's doing this forever. Oh this is just something that they, they don't just realize like, no, actually, that well, actually just isn't a well, actually. Yeah, no. This is this is a TV sins thing. It's Aww. it's one of my favorite TV sins things that uh, that we've done. So uh, I, I did want to mention that so um, funny. as well. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you go next? So I did the sin about haikus mm. in Venom. Let there be carnage because there's a moment where uh, not Eddie, but Cletus, Cletus Cassidy, the uh, Woody Harrelson, he says like something he wants Eddie to write down, and it's kind of like a poem type thing. And then Eddie says something about who's going to care about this random haiku. And then what I, I didn't really know what I was going to go with. I knew the syllables were off and stuff. So I looked that up and that's what I ended up going with. I just called it out for not actually mm-hmm. being. An, and then we did like an Eddie doesn't know haikus or whatever. And, but, but one thing I came across while I was looking up haikus was I came across this website that had funny haikus. Nice. And <laughs> so I'll read you are some they, of Are those. they dirty? No, not really. So Ian the first one is the first one is for cats. It's a haiku for cats in okay. the morning light. You sleep despite my meow. I stand on your face. So that's kind of the stuff you're looking at. <laughs> nice. Cat owners will know. I, this was one I thought Aaron would like about writing a haiku. To end this poem, I need one more magic line. Abracadabra. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> 10 out of 10. And uh, yeah, for bacon, that's too much bacon. Please just bring me some kale chips, said no one ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was good. And uh, for birthdays, for your birthday friend, I wrote this haiku for you. Worst present ever. <laughs> and that's the beauty of haikus is that the comic timing is so baked great. into the haiku. You just got to stick yeah. some words around mm-hmm. it. It's so good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Ian, what about you? Um, so both of mine were um, Paul Blart related. And, you know, when they films will often make up a brand or something. Like there's, there, there's Find It in Carnage, isn't there? There's some kind of Google equivalent. And mm-hmm. um, the duet dating thing that was in um paul blart i was like blart. that's got mm-hmm. a trademark on it and stuff and i was like i wonder if that's a thing and it is like there is a company called perfect match they're still going today and their entire business model was based around putting their dating service inside movies and media so it appeared in multiple movies so there's a 2005 film, Must Love Dogs, with Diane Lane and John Cusack. Mm-hmm. It appears in Dr. Mm-hmm. Phil multiple times. It's in How I Met Your Mother. It's in, obviously, Paul Blart. It, it appears like their entire business model was, hey, let's set up a dating service, and the way we market it is by getting films to use it on their characters. And that just huh. fascinated me, because I was like, what a unique business model. And they're still going today. They... They were sold. So it's an actual service? Yeah, though? so perfectmatch.com is an actual service and it uses its pr- proprietary duet algorithm, which matches people based on basically a personality, Maya Briggs um, personality matching questionnaire kind of thing. And yeah, that's that's how you 
that's how you get together and find your perfect match. But I just thought, what a clever marketing scheme. That is cool. I, I know that How I Met Your Other episode because Ted goes to it, the main character, mm. and they can't find a match for no. him. <laughs> like he, does, he, he, he matches with no oh, one. because no, he's so bland. Um, yeah, man, he's that so just bland. really that fascinated me. What a clever idea. Um, and the only other mm. one was that the 15% of uh, sorry, the 85% of adults having cell phones in 2009 wasn't pulled out of my ass. That was actually from a survey. I, yeah, that I questioned that because mm-hmm. I was like, really? Because I don't know. It didn't strike me as odd that he wouldn't have it, but I had no idea that that was that well, crazy. Well, I just remember that the first iPhone came out in 2006, 2007. This is in yeah. 2009. If we had smartphones, the man must have had a Nokia 3310 or something. Like, I got my mm-hmm. first phone in 2001. So it's crazy to me i feel like i was one of the later ones to get my own cell phone but it was still like 2005 exactly just so weird that an adult with a child especially in the job that he's got as well wouldn't have a cell phone it's just yeah it was plot convenience by the way i don't know if i just misread this but the whole time you were talking about a matchmaking service aaron had this look like he does not like dating service. <laughs> he was like, no, I miss, do not approve. People trying to find you misread. happiness. I have no, com- I have no comment on dating services because I haven't dated in the era of dating well, that's services. What was, that's so, what I was confused about. I, was yeah. like, I, I have, I have no way to have any kind of educated opinion on that. Um, I could have my own. I don't either. I've never used one. I could have my own ideas. Like I, I could talk about the idea of, um, you know, real life experiences versus digital experiences, but. I, I'm sure there are incredible relationships that you have started with digital experience. Of course, there are. There, there are incredible relationships that started with arranged marriages. Like mm-hmm. it's like there are there are many different ways uh, that people can meet. And, That's and true. statistically, if enough people do it, it will work at some point. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's move into the comment section. I, what you're I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to chat about a comment from this week's content from the various places you reach out to us. Discord, YouTube, Reddit, uh, etc. Ian, why don't you kick us off? Um, I've got a great one from Hawkeye, which it's, (laughs) of course, because the the sin is clearly not, did you hear what she said? There's at least a concussion at play here, talking about Hawkeye being an Avenger. Uh And someone in the comments just says, you cannot come at my favorite Avenger like that. Yes, we can. <laughs> and we will yes, continue we to do so. Um, but I yeah. do have a few. Um, and I don't believe that. Like, I don't believe that's her. That's their it, favorite. And I if just it don't, is, you're wrong. Like... I mean, like what you like, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much every Marvel character has been an Avenger. I mean, Spider-Man's been an yeah, Avenger. You know, it's like, I don't someone. know, maybe they're talking about the... Batman, jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. Um, so, in a previous movie, and a few people brought this up or words to this effect... Um, for Carnage. Um, in a previous movie, Venom does explain the symbiote hierarchy to the audience, and he says that you don't ever want to meet a red one. And the sin that we said was, I don't understand who's stronger here, and it's never yeah. the movie's never explaining it. What do you think? I mean, if that's true, I, I, there was somebody in the comments that said that wasn't true, but I, I don't know. I haven't watched yeah, the original I don't know in a while. Either. If it's true, yeah, we just we missed so it. it. So it does. Yeah. I remember it from the first movie, but also it's okay. not explained in this movie. So I actually still... If you have to depend on another movie sometimes, it's still kind of dumb. Still kinda dumb. <laughs> and also, if he is stronger, how did Venom take him out so easily? And, I think it's And I mean, the, 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 the idea that what would get him out is if Eddie said he was going to let him meet everybody, like Eddie would actually keep that promise. Oh, I mean, yeah, none of that, that, that whole scene was selling. Yeah, so. no, it's true. 
Yeah. Um, we'll just do one more for keep the nit nitpicking the people of the. the um, <laughs> so, how hard is it just to say nitpickers <laughs> three times? It. Nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. Know, it's, it's, not it's, that hard. it's fun to trigger you. I can't say you can't say regularly. <laughs> but no, I cannot. You can't say lapis properly. Um, lapis. So this was an interesting one. The, the Boba. This is from Boba Fett. The Boba Fett survival story has been around for a while. It was in the comics. They're not retconning it. And it's not pulled from uh what did you what did you say it was pulled from? Parks and Rec. From Parks and, Parks Rec. and Rec. It's not pulled from that. Parks and Rec pulled it from the comic. Um and this sure. is just the first time that we're seeing it. So a few that's kind of merging a few mm-hmm. comments into one. And I, I feel like there's, Aaron there's, has a there, response. There's a green in there. There there there's a green in there in that it probably was in the comics first. Um the red in there is they are absolutely referencing the Parks and Rec because of the way they shoot it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I doubt in the comics it was it was talking about camera movements and, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. Whereas in the Parks and Rec filibuster, he does. And they, they follow his directions uh, on the camera movements. The, so, yeah, the outtake is perfect because his directions is just shot for shot uh-huh. what's on screen. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was leaning yeah. towards red as well. It was also Pat and Oswald's birthday yesterday. Well, I mean, oh, this will be a week birthday. later. Happy, but, uh, happy birthday, birthday Pat. Um, I'm sure know, you're I'll, listening. I'll throw another uh, nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers in there and just say it's a green, uh, and it was on me. But uh, so many people in the Paul Blart video uh, reminding me that the word magazine exists for uh, reloading guns as opposed to whatever I called it. <laughs> I missed it. It was like reloading. What did you say, like ammunition clip or yeah, something? Yeah, clip or reload something. Clip or or something. <laughs> yeah, something dumb because I know nothing about guns, guys. <laughs> guys, I know zero about guns. Uh, so Why didn't he put the bullet holder in the metal firer? What happened? <laughs> yes, I probably should have gone something yeah, the like thing, that. The yeah. thing that goes bang. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. just a really quick one. People apparently have issues with how I say Boba, and I say Boba Fett, not Boba Fett, because Boba Fett. Just, yeah, yeah, that's how I've always said it, and I'm gonna stick to it. I feel like it well, should be Boba Fett. Said, you also called you also called the phone a Nokia instead of a Nokia, so it's it an, seems it's a, to be a very sort of normal like O <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, because you need yeah. an E at the end of the Nokia. word. <laughs> you need an E at the end of the word to capitalize the vowel. Usually, <laughs> Ca- capitalize capital, or make you mean it long. put emphasis on the vowel. Yeah. Like, oh, instead of O. Yeah, okay. O is capital. Right, yeah, o, yeah. Make it a long O instead yeah. of a short O. Yeah. 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 It's my language. <laughs> Get your own. <laughs> <laughs> they made, Maybe they spelled it wrong, but it's still Nokia. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go. N- no, why don't you go next, Jonathan? Uh, well, I did have that one about the red thing, but I had a backup. I just thought this was really sweet because somebody was like defending. Uh, uh, somebody was really into Mrs. Chen, which is the uh, oh yes, the character in, in mm-hmm. the Venom movies that runs yeah. the drugstore or yeah. the gas station or whatever. Uh, the, I guess it's a market. That's not a gas station. I guess it's like, like a Seven Eleven or something, uh, isn't it? Yeah, Call of Halo Infinite said Venom knew that he will kill people when he enters them after a period of time, but chose to enter the lady who helped him. I kind of wish that they had showed her at the end just to make sure she was all right. And Venom didn't just kill one of his friends. Yes. I was like, well, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope Mrs. Chen's alive. She's sweet. Uh, I have one that I find hilarious and one that's not so funny that I'm going to talk about. Uh, the com- first comment comes from our friend Scott, who says, I would like to register a complaint. Dicer can't grow a mustache. Uh, oh. Like... Ever feeling ever feel targeted? Uh, so this is in reference. Oh, it to, looks fine to me. So this is in reference to the um, the boba sin about 
I try to drink and oh. I get stuff in my mustache or whatever. And so Scott's saying, wait, Dicer can't grow a mustache. Scott, I can grow a mustache. It's the beard part <laughs> I can't grow. It's like the connector between the yeah. sideburns and the goatee that, that, that I have trouble with. But, uh, but anyhow, I uh, wanted to correct that. So that is, mm-hmm. a, that is a red. That is obviously a red. Oh, yeah. uh, and then this one, man, this blows my mind. This blows my mind, and you're just going to have to believe me, and I can understand why it will be hard to believe me. Jalen says, 1,312 total sins in a movie about someone that wants to be a cop? I see you, Cinema Sins. So I see this comment, and I'm like, okay, what, what does that mean? Do some research. 1,312 is a common um, uh, explanation or something to write down. Uh, that is uh, like anti-police or whatever. And basically it's... <gasps> huh. uh, it's so it's this is crazy. This is crazy that the number came out to be this. But so basically 1312 is for the letters uh, A-C-A-B, which is all cops uh, are bastards uh, is what that, that stands for. I hope none of us need help from the oh cops anytime goodness. soon. <laughs> so you understand what I'm saying? This blew my mind. I, I all crazy. I can say is I had no idea. But how could it not be deliberate? What are the odds of us landing on that? Right. That's what I'm saying, and I totally no, understand I totally why you wouldn't it. believe yeah. me. Like, I, I, but it's just that is wild that we did a thousand sin ad. We did a bonus. Like there are all these things where it looks like we're trying to get to a certain yeah. number, even. I, this blew my mind. If, Absolutely, who's ever listening to someone who knows Aaron very well, I can promise you. Oh, one hundred percent. There's no, and I didn't know it. I mean, I didn't. It didn't register with me. I've never heard that before. It would be unlikely if thirteen twelve ended up as the sin total on any video, let alone right. let it be on one of probably with a it probably never has. Cop in a video about cops. In a video where we use the phrase "mall copaganda," we even use yeah. like the phrase "copaganda," which you know. So it's Man. it's it's wild. It's it's just I, I just it blew That's my mind. You know, and again, if I hadn't looked it up, I would have never known. But uh, but you know, wow. so that's maybe yeah. yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> that's, right? That's really weird. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's a weird one. Uh, all right, let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen recently. And Ian is going to go first. I finally watched Scream 3. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So are you doing this on purpose? Like you're watching them in descending order? (laughs) I want Scream 3. But how did you even, like, was Scream and Scream 2 not available, but Scream 3 was? You know what's great? Scream, I had to rent it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Scream, you are so Scream weird. Scream one and two is available on Netflix, and Scream three I had to rent. You're on the Sif Pop episode about the new one, right? Um, yes, yes. Ian is. Yeah, I need to listen to that because I'm I am so curious because that is so that Scream five is what I'll just call it. Although I do, I totally get after I saw it why they called oh, it Scream. It, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally get. Totally. It. Yeah, but I'm just that is so indebted to the mm-hmm. well, actually to the first four but really to the original in a way mm-hmm. like when totally somebody popped up you were probably like who the hell is it ah, i explained uh, it enough the good thing about the screen movies is that they word for word give you everything they give you everything that you need um including screen three 
but they tell you yeah, exactly but don't give away everybody doing. should go listen to sif pop if they want to know aaron and ian's yeah uh that was feelings fun. on screen um yeah i and man but scream 3 we're gonna hear about yeah. yes i'm excited to hear what you thought about scream 3 no, scream 3 is a hard don't watch this um i did not <laughs> yeah. enjoy it like i i liked it more than scream 4 um Mm-hmm. So Scream sounds right. Scream Five is the best of the three that I've seen. Um, this was terrible, and I'm like, is, can David Arquette just not act? Is he just a b- bad actor? No, because he's 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 quite good in the in the. He's first good in couple. the new one. Yeah, he's great in yeah, five. In but I'm just too. like, what is going on here? And I just it's so it's the theme is that it's set on the film set of Stab. Three, so that's the metaness of it. Is that it's on its own film set essentially, and characters are killed off in a the same order that they're killed off in the film. So that level of meta, I really actually I enjoyed. I thought that was pretty cool, but it's just bad. It's just badly acted, badly directed, badly everything. I just I comedy is not. It's not comedy funny. Doesn't work. Like sometimes. The stuff that Dewey says is so on the nose that it's like you're in an episode of Friends rather than than, than a horror film. It's dumb. It's please. I'm just so angry at this film. <laughs> I'm not going to watch Scream One and Two. <laughs> People often cite Parker Posey as a positive in that movie. I love Parker Posey. I don't think she's very good in that movie though. I don't know why. She just I I am like the opposite of everybody mm. else when it comes to that that performance. Do you did you look? I don't know why you would have, but. The most interesting thing about Scream 3, though, is the story behind it, because originally it was supposed to be set in Woodsboro. They were going to be filming Stab 3, but they were going to be filming it in Woodsboro. Mm-hmm. And it was going to have, like, but what happened was, well, what happened was Columbine. And so when Columbine happened, uh, they were like, we cannot release a film that sets that has murders in a, with high school students, mm-hmm. or it's in a, in a town with a high school. So that's why they moved it to L.A., and then they couldn't kill any kids. Like that was a big thing. Like we're not killing teenagers. Yeah. So ever so that's why it's they the started. Actors. They changed all yeah. that up too. That are playing young. And um, and then also Ned Campbell could only do like part of it. Could only be there. And she feels like such an absence. She like feels like such a weird remote part of that movie. Like she doesn't even interact with half Barely. the people. And it's until like the final like five minutes or yeah. something. And it's it's so strange. She doesn't even know the killer. Like that's weird. Yeah. All of it just felt so strange to me. I don't care if I give away spoilers. He has to introduce himself to 22 her. 22 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, you know, Roman Bridger, yeah. director, and your brother, or whatever. Yeah, it's so dumb. It's and so I guess dumb. this is the first time that I guessed the killer. So, I don't know, man. I know that's not necessarily a bad thing, but... It was supposed to be two killers, too. Uh, the girl that was playing Sydney in Stab 3 was also supposed to be a killer, but they changed uh, that at the well, last minute. And it actually makes more it makes more sense if she is a killer, which we talked about in the Sins yeah. video, which I don't think anybody can see now. But <laughs> but it is better than Scream 4. 100%. I don't think so. 100%. Totally. I, I, I disagree with that, actually. Yeah. But I don't love Scream 4, but I think it's more watchable than Scream 3. I just think, like, Jay and Silent Bob are in the movie. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's, like, what's going <laughs> it on? is strange. So I may just leave it there, and it, it's kind of like the thing. I've, I've seen the... the there Man, you go. you're really going to love 1 and 2 <laughs> now. So. You're going to yeah. watch 1 and 2 and be like, these are masterpieces. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why the urge came over me, and I thought... I can't. I love this. Please watch Screen Two. Yeah, now. I can't. Don't, don't watch. I've now done four and five. There's no way I can't not watch three and elevate this to another level. So yeah. Yeah. Now Nicely you got to watch two. I, I, it, has to be, it has to be. Yeah. And then watch the TV series. <laughs> the three seasons. 
and then watch <laughs> one. 45 for ice cream. Go. Oh, yeah, ancient, like a 45-year-old. Hey, I never said ancient. <laughs> oh, that was you, sir. <laughs> All right, let's move into uh, to my uh, recently watched, which is Search Party. Have I talked about Search Party on the show before? I think you did last season, yeah, but this is the this is the final season, right? Correct. So I haven't talked about the final season of Search no. Party. All right, then I'll, then I'll go ahead and use that for my Beyond the Sins. Uh, this show is one of the most unique creations I've ever seen. Um, it is, it starts off as a fairly typical sitcom about four friends who are trying to find a, uh, a kind of acquaintance that they're pretending was a close friend who is missing. Um, and so they're on a search for this missing friend, but kind of the overall theme and this stays consistent through all five seasons. The overall theme of this show is about narcissism, mm -hmm. about how this idea of how everything is about me, everything, you know, so when, when somebody goes missing that I kind of knew in high school, all of a sudden that means that I, you know, I have to find them and I'm going to be a hero. And these are four kind of, uh, shallow stereotypes in many ways um, and I think it's a it's a really uh, caustic uh, satire on kind of modern narcissism, and I think it's brilliant. It's also hilarious. Uh, but what makes it so we so interesting and weird is fine. I think it, it's because uh, I think it's great, but it's uh, it's also very strange. Is how especially after season three, seasons four and five are just these. It almost reminds me of Archer. Where like Archer was in a coma for a while and each season was kind of its own weird thing. That's kind of going on here as well. And especially this final season deals with apocalyptic stuff. It deals with cult stuff. It deals with uh, pseudoscience stuff. Uh, it deals with um, Jeff Goldblum is in the final season <laughs> is like this tech billionaire and he's hilarious. Um, this is a high recommend from me. I think it's it's complete now. Five seasons. They're all on HBO Max. Uh, there's ten episodes in each season. You know, they're nice, quick. You know, thirty minute. You know, episodes. So this doesn't feel like too big a mountain to climb. And I think you're going to have a really interesting experience with Search Party. So I need to go back. I recommend to, this. to check it out. I th I think we talked about this when you talked about it last season or the season before because I watched the first like two episodes. I think, and I just. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like the characters. Like, I mean, I like they were mm -hmm. so uncomfortable. Like they were, which is which, which is, is the point, point right? right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. if I keep, I'll find. Maybe I'll get in the vibe of it. You know, after. So I might give it another shot because I've heard so many people say great things about it. So yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, the cast, by the way, is uh, Alia Shawkat, who you may know from like Arrested Development yeah. and uh, some other things as well. Uh, John Early, John Paul Reynolds, and uh, Meredith Hagner play the. Uh, four main people, but then you've got people popping in like Ron Livingston, Michael Showalter, uh, Louis Anderson pops Aww. in uh, for a little bit as well. Yeah, uh, and as mentioned, Jeff Goldblum in this uh, this so, season. So let's go back to yeah. Archer because I quit watching Archer <laughs> like around the okay. sixth or seventh season. So wait, uh -huh. so you're telling me he wakes up from a coma and all those yes. like individual seasons <laughs> where they were like spoiler alert? Yes. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> I can't believe they did that. That's like Dallas. Yeah. That's like Bobby yeah, in amazing. the shower. Oh yeah, my it's amazing. God, I've yeah. got to go back and watch this now. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know why I quit watching it. It. Um. Well, this is kind of this is kind of silly, but and now it's on Hulu. But like, it went from FX to FXX, and we didn't mm -hmm. have FXX in HD for some reason. Mm. And so yeah. I, that was part of it. And then I was like, well, I'll just wait till it's on a streamer. I can watch it in HD because watching non HD on an HD TV sucks. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even get why there's non-HD channels. I have no idea. It's been out for long enough, hasn't it? But yeah, those yeah. middle seasons is where I lost it as well. It just it dropped off in. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah I, just, I, I mean, I still missing. liked it, but I just quit watching it. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now I got to go back. I got to see how this happens. That's awesome. <laughs> it was kind of cool. It was the only possible thing to do at that point after they kind of went, you know, theme seasons there for a while. Well, um, I thought they were going to end it, but then I feel like it's been renewed again. Like, I feel like they're still going to be. Oh, yeah. No, it's still going. Yeah, yeah. It's still going. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So. Uh, so I think that means we get to end with you, Jonathan. Cool. I uh, I I just got around to watching. Uh, I, I don't think it's been out that long on Netflix. I feel like it came out in 2022. So it's probably like in the last couple of weeks. But it's a show on Netflix called Archive 81, which oddly enough, uh, somebody on Twitter asked was asking me if I had watched this yet. And I had literally like just started watching it like that day or something. But it's uh, it's I think it's eight episodes and they are like 48, 50 minutes or whatever. But uh, I still got through it pretty quick. And it's one of those shows where, well, I guess I'll talk a little bit about the show first. This was a, uh, a show that Rebecca Sonnenshine, who was behind like Vampire Diaries and The Boys and James Wan, uh, the I guess everybody knows who James Wan is. Uh, they're uh, executive producers on this show, um, and it's uh, it's eight episodes. It's about this guy. I'm probably going to screw this up. Uh, the actor is Mamodu Athi. Athi. Uh, he was in the front runner. He was also on the Get Down. I had never seen him in anything before because I hadn't. But those are the most uh, those are the most popular things I saw that he had been in. The Get Down was that the Baz Luhrmann? I think uh, so. Yeah. Show. I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, but I saw that. he plays a conservator, which I always find like a really interesting job. Like people like he he takes like old like film or videotapes or cassettes and he tries to save them and restore them. I've always thought that was a really cool like uh, job to have. He works for this museum and uh, um, this uh, guy played by Martin Donovan, who's been in like everything. You probably most recently saw him in Tenet. Uh, but he uh, he shows up and says they want to hire him. He has this like company that uh, they can't like the guy can't even research online. Like they they seem to not even exist. And he's got a set of tapes at this house in the Catskills that he wants uh, he wants the main character to go to, and he wants them to restore all these tapes. And the tapes end up being all these uh, these uh, this filmmaker uh, was making a um, uh, it was a PhD dis. Uh, dissertation that she's working on and it's about this apartment building uh called the viscer that uh was there was a mysterious fire there and a bunch of people died and and so on and so forth and then uh she's also got some stuff there's reasons like why uh she specifically chose the viscer and all that kind of stuff and so it's just basically it ends up kind of being like and then and then immediate pretty quickly like he realizes like it wasn't by accident that he was asked to do this like it was purposeful that they went after him and wanted him to be involved in this and so it's very much I don't want to say much more because it's very much tied up in the mystery of everything and what's going on at the viscer what's going on in the present because uh, the viscer stuff is like from the mid 90s and then you know I guess the stuff in the present's like 2021 2022 whatever uh, it's really cool. Uh, if you're going to watch it, uh, just be prepared that you're going to be sitting in front of your TV for a while because every episode, it's like it's like 24. It's like every episode ends and you're just like, well, I have to see what happens <laughs> now. Uh, it's yeah. it's really, really good at that. Uh, I didn't think it was great. I think it definitely, when you find out everything, I mean, there might be a little bit that uh, didn't hit me as well as I would have liked, but it's still, it's a, it's a really cool show. Uh, it's got some pretty, also, uh, I, I noticed that Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead uh, the people behind the endless, they direct a few episodes and uh, they're involved somewhat. 
Uh, the writing's really good. I love the acting. I love this main actor. And like I said, I might go check out the Get Down or or some of these other movies because I like him a lot. But it's just I don't know. It's a really cool show. So I thought I'd check. I thought I'd mention that Archive eighty one. It's on Netflix. So nice, nice. Archive 81 on Netflix, uh, Search Party is on HBO Max, and Scream 3 is on Stars. Or you can rent it if you want to, like Ian did. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send to us, mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at Wits End. W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Ian Whittington, some members of Sheeld in Sward, LaArping in the Tardis, <laughs> me and myself, we will see you next week. Happy National Carrot Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. I saw something about was Murderville that's coming out on Netflix. Yes, that is that's Will, Will Arnett, Arnett, right? Mm-hmm. He t- and then the celebrities play themselves in each episode. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch the trailer, so I'm kind of curious what that's going to be like. But yeah, I haven't either. But um, it's like he's playing a cop or mm-hmm. a detective or something, but then the celebrities are playing themselves, and then they're going to solve a mystery. <laughs> each and I think- sounds really bizarre and i think if i'm if i'm understanding correctly it's improv like yeah that they're yeah doing, it's that, all improv yeah, it's, yeah. So like they're not writing stuff they're they're just doing like improv scenes and stuff oh, yeah nothing i do is planned everything i do is improv <laughs> we're not talking about you oh. Ian. we're talking about a different redhead conan o'brien um different so. different to who? <laughs> so, yeah have you heard about this ian it's called murderville it's going to be on netflix nope. uh will arnett plays like a detective Oh, okay. And in each episode, there's going to be a different celebrity playing themselves, and they're going to like solve a mystery. I have no idea what it's going to be like, Wait, but it sounds rad. Are they and it's improv? Are they playing themselves, or are they just themselves? Well, well, that they're just themselves. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're okay. they're going to be like it's going to be Conan O'Brien, but Will Arnett is playing a fictional right, character. Okay. It's like us on this podcast. It's a version of ourselves, you know, here on this yes, podcast, okay. not actually okay. us. Uh- <laughs> The first thing you realize in a uh, like a late show taping is how tiny the set is. Mm-hmm. They do so much to make it feel like bit like a bigger space and a bigger area. And you oh, go sure. in there and it's just like a little a little box and they just move stuff around and it's it's wild. It's you know, just being in that space is is really interesting. The other thing you learn if you're six foot six is they have very specific ideas of where they want you to sit during uh-huh. the live taping. Right at the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the problem is like one of my one of my favorite bits was how much shit they gave the host, whether it was um um Clive Anderson or your American man, whatever his name was. Drew Carey, Drew Carey. yes. <laughs> your your American man. <laughs> The worst experience I ever uh, ever had at one, I don't think is an atypical experience. I think it's kind of part of the thing when you go do those sitcoms sometimes. And it wasn't bad because the sitcom was hard to watch or bad or whatever. I mean, it was uh, Tim Allen's uh, latest show, Last Man Standing. Is that what it's called? Last, Yeah, Last Man Standing. 
So we went and saw a taping of that, and it's just, it's forever. It just goes on. Like, you're there for four hours sitting in those uncomfortable chairs as they, you know, tape all the scenes or whatever. And then, like, halfway through, they're like, hey, we brought in pizza. And they, like, you know, you know, send pizza down the row, like, just gross Multi-handed pizza? <laughs> yeah, There's no plate? Yes. It's just past this slice down no. to the end? Just, yep. You do not want to be at the <laughs> no. end of that row. No, no, no. <laughs> That reminds me that we did the pilot of Cobra Kai and the gas station guy. It still grosses me out, like, thinking about it, where the gas station guy's just holding the pizza, and he's, you know, Johnny's like, are you going to use a glove? Or And he just looks at him. And he still eats the pizza. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm not... But that was funny, too, because I got a lot of shit in the comments, and including from Aaron and Danae, for writing a sin about gas station pizza. Because apparently... Oh, because it's great here. Missouri, yeah, it's great here. The best pizza comes the from gas the gas station. station yeah, it's which true. I don't think that's necessarily a positive. <laughs> they have gas stations and they have CCs. That's all they have in Republic. Why did you take me to get gas station pizza when I was over there? I don't we should. This. We'll get you some Casey's. Okay. We'll get you some Casey's breakfast that. pizza. They have had incredible pizza breakfast pizza. Oh, now that's dumb. Like, no, that's not pizza. That's some bullshit. <laughs> are, you, are you opposed to fruit pizzas as well? Pizzas only for tomato sauce, right? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I do. I I do like the. Uh, I was when I was a kid. We had Mr. Gaddy's, which essentially is like just kind of a better version of CC's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and CC's has these too, but the apple dessert pizza, mm-hmm. I was a fan of. I'm not a fan of like chocolate or blueberry, mm-hmm. but uh, I remember enjoying the apple. Like that worked because that was almost like getting like an apple, like like Danish. I think CC's something. has a PB&J pizza too that's pretty good. I think they do, um, but I wouldn't yeah. try it if they did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to knock your kids' franchise that they work for, but I don't. Oh, I don't really, yeah, I don't really like Little Caesars. It's yeah. okay. Like I'll eat it if it's the only thing available. I'm not really eating any pizza now unless it's keto friendly or whatever. But um, uh, well, that's not true. I did take down some uh, Domino's because there was yes. nothing else around. One Get day, it. Domino's is good over here. It is good. Yeah. I, I had taken my medicine that day. That's what medicine's for: is to let me just do whatever I want. Yeah, have right? some pizza. Isn't that, isn't that the point of medicine? That's what medicine's I, for. Yeah. 100%. I hope neither one of my doctors listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, you're not wrong about Little Caesars, and Little Caesars is probably the worst pizza the next day. It does not age well at all. You're not reheating Little yeah. Caesars. Like yeah. whatever, if we get it, whatever we don't eat, we throw away immediately. How do you reheat yes. your rum pizza? We do, I do it in the oven. Yeah, if you want to do it good, you got to do it in the oven. Have you tried the upside down griddle pan method? I don't even no, know what that I is. I don't even know what that is. So yeah. never heard of this. It's like a frying pan, but it's called a griddle because it has... I think I have a griddle pan, but I don't know that I've used it for So pizza. it has bumps along the bottom. That's it. Mm-hmm. So you get the pizza, you turn it upside down, a little bit of oil on the pan, and then just fry it. Just cook it like that. With the cheese down? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, isn't it all just going to melt onto the Nope, because you're cooking pan? it on a low heat. Really, really low heat. You're low heat. You're putting then, the oil down mm-hmm, so it doesn't and then stick. then when the cheese yeah. starts to melt, that's when you flip it and you turn it over. And then it will so heat So what is the griddle pan normally used for? Like like pancakes? Yes. No, steak, it'd be horrible steak, for yeah, pancakes. We, we, um, oh, sorry. American pancakes, it would be fine. English pancakes, no. Because English pancakes like crepes. So they're really thin. But you might get away oh. with it with American pancakes that are thicker. When we go down to Orlando in April, we need to go to um, De Leon Springs. They have a, a place there that has griddles built into the table, or oh. I don't know if you call them griddles or whatever. Yeah. 
and you just make your own pancakes yes. and bacon and that kind of stuff. They bring it out, and it is so it is so delicious. Their batter is amazing, Man. and it's at this natural hot spring that you can uh, swim in as well. I don't know in April Let's if we'd want to it. do that. Let's but... do it. <laughs> do we get to do the galaxy thing? Is this the one with galaxies? Gal- the Star Wars? No, stuff? that's Star Wars. So Star Wars Galaxy that is, is at, at uh, Hollywood. That's, yeah, a that's at Hollywood Studios. Oh, okay. So Disney has four parks. So Disney is one of those like. <sighs> If you're trying to hit everything as cheaply as possible, you probably need a two-day hopper. Mm-hmm. And because really, you can do Animal Kingdom pretty quickly. Um, but well, and Epcot. I mean, the main thing about yes. Epcot is the food. Yeah, the food at Epcot is because they had the countries. Mm-hmm. Um, you should go eat England and see how you like it there. <laughs> no, pizza was invented in China. Oh, was A lot it? Of people don't know that. Yeah, get out yeah. of town. Well, I've is always it, yeah, heard like it... pizzas. Because I've always heard pizza's not an Italian thing. Like, pizza's more of an... Like, I mean, it got Americanized. Mm. It's not... Italian's more of the pasta. So do we mean the... pizza or do we mean, like, something similar? Uh, I don't know. I I just, you know, Chi- the Chinese invented, you know, putting tomato sauce on dough and putting cheese on top. I don't know. Uh, so, Marco Polo uh, is, the story goes, brought pizza back from China Marco. to oh, Italy. No. Uh, and then they Marco. invented the modern pizza, uh, which has different <laughs> ingredients on it. <laughs> you're both fish out of water. So I, listen, I don't, I don't know what you're playing at here. Neither one of you is in a swimsuit right now. Well, I think we can get into it, guys. No reason to dilly dally around. Let's uh, record the show we're here to record. Um, that's a behind the scenes, by the way. Oh, I don't know what shoot. you guys were prepped I was for. Ready but, for Captain uh, Spod. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what uh, did Ian rewatch yeah. the commercial? So uh, did you prep the right commercial, Ian? Like, let's be very, very. Well, he clear. watched it last week, right? Yeah, man, <laughs> that Mentos ad is just so rewatchable. You watched the you watched the Chuck E. Cheese one, right? The Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, we're doing Chuck E. Cheese this week. <laughs> Out of everything I could come up Chuck with, Cheese. that was like coming. That was like saying the Jeffersons last week. Like, it's about Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> What's the English version of Chuck E. Cheese? What um, it, what it, what does Chuck E. Cheese serve? I only know okay. it from Dexter's Lab. Pizza place. It's a kids' we have, pizza like, place parties. with like animatronic animals that sing and like a bunch of skee ball <laughs> games and arcade. And in most of them, they haven't updated the animatronics <laughs> since like 1983. <laughs> so it's like super creepy and vintage. It's like really. We weird. tend to value family time, so we don't need any extrinsic extra- and distractions. <laughs> so. <laughs> We used to have a Showbiz Pizza. Did you ever yeah, have Showbiz those Pizza was yeah. the competitor to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, they had the Gorilla. No, we, st- we, have I mean, none we of still that. have those. We still have places like that. They don't have the animatronics as much, although I think they're no. there. But we have a place called Incredible Pizza here near us. That's basically the same thing. It's just it's bigger. It's got like oh, do you not have Chuck E. Cheese? I don't think we have a Chuck E. Cheese. We I have Chuck E. Cheese. You didn't, I didn't take know that. Me to I thought... any of these pizza places, and I frigging love pizza. <laughs> You don't want to go to Incredible Pizza for the pizza. No. Do they have good pizza? In it's England? like an arcade place, but we could I go there. I mean, we'd have fun. Games. My gosh! Yeah, you took me to the place where you get assaulted with dough. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick says, they closed their Chuck E. Cheese now to Dave and Buster's, which is the sad middle aged version. Uh, yes, it is. Dave and Buster's is a similar concept. It's basically Dave, just an arcade like, with yeah. Food. Dave and Buster's. Yeah, sad is a good. Uh, that's a good. That's a good word to describe Dave and Buster's. <laughs> I mean, we did take our Sin Week people to Dave and Buster's last time we had Sin Week, so we should probably <laughs> not rag on it too much. 
The uh, Dave and Buster's was an interesting time because we were right on the precipice of everybody taking the pandemic seriously. Like it was just like right before like the NBA shut down like the next day. No, was, and no they, they had just shut the NBA down. And that stuff, day? I remember. Yeah, because the only thing that was playing sports wise was like an MMA fight in like China or something. And or so, not China, but like another country. And so they had like staff members like spraying everything down yeah. and wiping everything down all day. And it's like all the stuff we know now about like mm-hmm. how COVID is spread, like that really has very little to do with it. It's more just about breathing the same air as somebody. Yeah, there was a three hour queue to get into my shop the day it reopened. We sold paint. How much do you need paint in a <laughs> pandemic, honestly? You don't. I mean, it's just, Actually, it was just, I bet it was just getting well, out. The point, yeah, they did. We, it, but that's yeah. the, yes, it was about getting out and about redecorating, but priorities people what's also sad though is just how long this has been going on and you see that when you go in a gas station or something and the uh stand right here stickers are like faded yeah, yeah and huh? torn yeah it's like, this is how long like, we've oh, been in this that things need refreshing we're getting yeah. to the worn down part of the post-apocalypse right like yes! you yeah. see in the movies like it's like that yes. you know 20 years later kind of thing uh-huh. and all the apocalypse stuff is faded and whatever yeah Hey, can someone, before we have to go, though, I really want to know what the hell an NFT is, because I see conversation about this Mm -hmm. constantly. I have no idea what it is. I've tried to look it up, and I get more confused. All right, I'll do my best, and you can ask me questions. It stands for non-fungible token. I know that part. (laughs) Basically, it is a digital piece of art. Uh, It could be video, uh, JPEG, you know, uh, GIF, whatever. And the idea is it's literally ownership of that digital art. Now, you could say, well, can't somebody else just download the exact same thing? Yes, that's not the point, though. The point is because it it's based on, um, what is it called, blockchain, which is what Bitcoin is based on, this idea of completely unique, um, yeah. randomized, provable you know, tokens. That's what non-fungible token means. It means it's like a provable, this will always be this thing you actually have direct authentic ownership of this thing from the person who sold it, you know, to you. Or and then, who you, created and then it. you could in turn sell it if you wanted to. Correct. Or... And you're selling the original as opposed to just a copy. Yeah. So yeah. what, why do people get mad about it then? People get mad about it because it's silly because it's like, it's, oh. it's one of those things where it's like, what are you really buying? You're just buying bragging rights. Basically. Um, you're not actually buying a piece of art. You're buying the bragging rights, you know, but you're to, not, to but you're not thing. hurting anybody. Sure. Yeah. This Wordle thing, man, people get irritated about that. I, th- <laughs> I think it's fun. Just let people enjoy Wordle's what they great. enjoy. Wordle's I great. Might, I, I might I've quit. Made... I might quit tweeting mine out. Just, but I was just, I thought it was fun. I got, I got, I got it on two one day, and I'm like, I'm sharing this. Like, <laughs> it's no more dumb than Beatstar. Um, yeah, but I don't tweet. I don't tweet my Beatstar scores either, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I leave those for my have, friends. Yeah, if you didn't have our group, you might. <laughs> no, mm. no, I wouldn't. That's not what I do. The closest I get to that is uh, if I want public accountability for like weight loss and health. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've tweeted that kind yeah, of stuff cool. before for that public accountability, sense. but um, but no, I'm I'm not a fan of somebody's going to pull up an old tweet of mine where I tweeted some sort of score or something game. and something. Yeah. But that doesn't that's not generally what right I do. Now. <laughs> I don't like I I'm seriously never bragging though like I just think it's fun to like you know every it's like a community you literally thing. just said I got it in two so I'm gonna show everybody <laughs> how are you not <laughs> yeah I've played Wordle a couple times I've really enjoyed it um it's a fun little word game I like it a lot 
I, I made fun on Twitter of the idea of people just sharing those boxes with no context. Because for people who don't know what Wordle is, like it's, I think I use the the GIF from uh, Arrival where they're trying to figure out what the heptapods are, are <laughs> it's saying. So good. Um, <laughs> I know so many random things because of crosswords too, because they have those those common clues, and so you just eventually you just you know you learn them. Yeah, you absolutely know the you have- year that ABBA broke up or something bizarre. Well, ABBA is a good one. ABBA is a is mm-hmm. a good crossword clue. You'll see Asta, that one. It... Like everybody mm-hmm. knows the Thin Man dog, even if they've never seen a Thin Man movie. They know <laughs> right. Nick and Nora's dog. Are you having internet issues, Ian? You're kind of choking every once in a while. I have <clears> no <throat> idea why. I shouldn't be. Nothing has changed. Okay. Um, okay. We'll just see how it goes. That's All always right. that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, that's great for a live recording, isn't it? Oh my god, that was creepy. We got like half a laugh because he froze again. What mm-hmm. is? Go- Am I freezing? Yes. Like, oh, oh gosh, dang it! What? Yeah, you are. You're, you're, having, you're having some sort of either internet or RAM issues. I'm not sure which it is. It could be RAM, or there's a demon. I mean, the demon is most likely. <laughs> Great editing's going to be done seem... this week. <laughs> it's going to be, but at least it's your audio. I mean, it's on your end. You're fine. Oh yeah, that's true. You guys just stop acknowledging my silence, and we'll be okay. <laughs> that's right we'll do it that's what we'll do that's what we'll do i love the chat giving me shit for getting the intros right last week <laughs> this, this week thanks guys i can do my job great i'm glad that's the thing the public judges me for all you hear ian is man you sure messed it up last week buddy <laughs> that's not that's the all well you done hear. for this yeah. week it's no man has the, sure yeah. fucked that up didn't you ian <laughs> uh ian has really been enjoying um your uh, major congratulations and uh, appropriate uh, celebration of him getting the segment uh, intros right this week. So thank you for that. He didn't take that in any way uh, as an insult on his job last week. <laughs> we just did some new ones of those for Recotopia, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the first time I've I've been the one to put them together. It's interesting when you're putting them together because you hear like the whole quotes and you're trying to make them compact or whatever and it almost like you become like ear blind to if it really sounds okay or what like when i presented those to you guys and was like hey do these sound okay i was genuinely asking like are these good because i don't like i don't know after listening to them for so long you know kind of thing but they do a thing too or which i don't know i these people do these people know what recotopia is but i guess they will soon um <laughs> yes these people should know because there's a discord channel uh jeremy announced it on discord and on twitter so i forgot to pay attention to that again when i was listening though you i think- i can't i never can like it just even if i did pay attention to it i'm not sure i would catch it half the time i spent like an extra 15 minutes getting it right and i still wasn't totally convinced this week that i got it right <laughs> the real question is at what point do we start the show let's do that now. no wait 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 <laughs> welcome to behind the scenes yes ian How can I help you? No, carry on. Okay. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 